When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Football Ramble. A massive win for the tense toppies. The Mike Jackson resurgence continues and Carlo Ancelotti is bringing the bad man vibes. It's Monday the <laughs> 2nd of May. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome along to Monday's Football Ramble and bonjour, Pete. <laughs> Salut, Jules. Yes, I was in Paris over the weekend because that's the lifestyle I live. You mm-hmm. fancy bastard. Fancy bastard. Hoovering it, up the steak tartare. I can't stop eating steak tartare. That would, that would ruin me. Why? My stomach would be in bits. I, I just I think that's the only thing that's keeping me alive. <laughs> Copious amounts of steak meat. tartare all the time. Delicious. Yeah, lovely time was had by all, a.k.a. me. I will never forget once I was in France, I was in Nice, and I ordered steak tartare because I thought you, you've got to mm. while you're here. Mm. And it came out and it was basically like when you buy a pack of beef mints mm. in Tesco's and it just came on the plate with an egg on it. And I thought, nah, I'm sorry, this ain't for me. <laughs> I just, I couldn't do it. Cook this, please. It, Make I, it to a beef burger. Well, I've, I actually asked them to cook it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> so which, what you got back was just a, a weird beef no, but, burger. No, but then they like just really quickly fried the edges. I still couldn't mm. eat it and I felt so rude. I actually wrapped it up in a towel and took it out because wow. I didn't want it to look like I didn't eat Wait, it. Are you, are you allowed back in France? Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what I did? They won't take kindly to that. I went and got a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a genuine true story. Oh, rough beef. Oh, God. I, can't, I don't know how you do it, Pete. 
Well, I, I, I just think it, I, I think any meal should be have Hooked. the capacity for <laughs> any meal should have the capacity for Tabasco. It's any excuse for me. Uh, just add Tabasco to it, and I'm happy. To be so quite you add frank. Tabasco to steak tartare. Your stomach must be well. That's the uh, Tabasco Worcestershire sauce. That's what you got for steak mm-hmm. tartare. Delicious, delicious. Well, happy birthday, Pete. Thank Glad you. Glad you had Jules. a lovely Thank birthday. You. How was yours, Jim? Yeah, it's fairly straightforward. Did some work. Brilliant. Not as good. Didn't Arsenal go to Paris. Won. Arsenal won. That was good. That's yeah. good. Good. It was. And I tell you else who was happy. Just breach because Brighton won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. But that's not who I was talking about. I am uh, very happy. Uh, Frank Lampard. Yes. yes. Everton. They beat Chelsea 1-0. I mean, what a result. What a result, result for Everton when they really needed it. And the atmosphere at Goodison Park through the TV was something else. Mm. Yeah, because it was interesting. This is clearly come from somewhere isn't it because there was a lot of talk about the Goodison Park crowd before the game Mm. and clearly like the fans themselves have mobilised and the words got around that like we need to be amazing today we need Mm. to do everything we can and they did and it was it was phenomenal it really it really seemed to make a huge huge difference especially because the sort of game Everton played like they're sort of like they're Pass completion in the second half in particular is an absolute joke. It was just like, it was almost like having the ball was an inconvenience. It was like, all right, we've got the ball, lose it as quickly as possible so we can repel it again. In a lot of cases, the crowd would be so, so anxious and nervy with that sort of performance. But Mm. the Goodison crowd were like, nope, good, get rid. Brilliant. Properly on board. It was amazing. They set the tone right from the off, Pete. I mean, the scenes outside Goodison Park, the fact that There were no fans in the stadium for ages because they just lined the streets, Mm. lined the team bus as it drove in. It was amazing. It was like cup final scenes, Mm. wasn't it? And 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 a, a green manager such as uh, Frank Lampard needs that. <laughs> needs yeah. a little bit of help from the crowd, in my opinion. But um, I very much enjoyed uh, that lad trying to hide a football. Yeah, up his top. <laughs> yeah. They, well, that's the thing is the fans were doing absolutely mm. everything they could to just run down the clock or whatever it took mm. to try and help the team out. He was like, I don't know, I've got I no ball, the ball here. Is. I've just got he a belly. Like, he looked like just Robin Thicke. He looked like Robin Thicke, which 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 made me laugh. And also, he looked like that. he'd had a good time. And I won't That's go any further into that. Past, Robin yeah, Thicke. It really is. What happened, what happened that to Robin Thicke? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, many one, reasons for that. One one good song. <laughs> one good song. Yeah, maybe maybe more than one. Is it good? Mm. Let's move on. Okay, let's. Go. It's good, but it's problematic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about the um, the video you just showed me, Jib, of uh, some of Whoa, the scenes steady, outside? Whoa, steady! What have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with it's Robin Thicke. It's not the House of Commons, mate. <laughs> no, it was. It's just a tractor. It's just um, a tractor. That was a dog, wasn't it? Being just a dog being carried home just through the crowd afterwards. Oh, it's just a wonderful Everton supporting dog lives near the ground. They're yeah. taking the dog out for a walk just quicker to carry crowd it. Crowd surf. The dog looked used to it. To be fair. <laughs> He was loving it. Myra the dog, I think it's called. Yeah, you have to find this video if you haven't seen it. It's amazing. There's a crowd of Everton fans right outside and just a dog floating across the top. (laughs) Chelsea never stood a chance, did they? No. Even the dogs are getting involved. (laughs) I think think a really iconic image from this match is obviously Rich Allison picking up a flare and flinging it into the corner of the the pitch. I'm looking forward to that banning. He won't won't be playing the next match, really. Imagine that. Imagine because it really looked from the TV like he threw it into the crowd, didn't he? And he, I think... threw it, he threw it at the, at the telly where there's not really yeah. that many fan, fans. Either way, I, I think the FA may very well bottle this one, but he really should be banned for that. Well, Everton's stance on it is apparently he was trying to throw it out of the stadium. It's like, you, out, out of the, the stadium. stadium? <laughs> there's a dog out there. <laughs> Have some respect. Also, apparently, what I've heard is uh, the excuse as well as it wasn't hot. 
It wasn't right. one of the hot flares. It wasn't a hot it, flare. It, it, it's just one with the smokes. The, kind, the kind I used to wear in the 2000s. <laughs> the got, 70s night. I've got a pair of them. The, um, yeah, they're but, back. <laughs> but but uh, he was great in this match and I think a lot of Everton fans have been questioning his commitment because obviously he's in a, he's always in a shot window is Richarlison, bless him. But his finishing definitely improved to this game. But it's been, it's yeah. been poor. He's not been finishing off the, the, the half chances uh, that he'd usually munch up. But uh, he was really good in this game and uh, yeah, cracking little mm. finish. I think their forward players deserve a lot of credit for the defensive Yes, effort they mm. put in. Gordon like, Bennett, yeah. Gordon, is yeah, he good? Gordon, Gordon. Bennett, fantastic. My like, what God. commentary is like Gordon? Gordon. I know, every Gordon. time the commentator Gordon. say Gordon, I want to go Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> he was good as well again, wasn't he? he He's was. just their bright little star. Damari Gray as well, and Richarlison <laughs> himself. They all they just harried and hassled from mm. the front. It was great. It stopped Chelsea playing their game really, despite yeah. how much possession they had. I'll tell you who stopped Chelsea, Jordan. Fucking Pickford. Yes. <laughs> what My a God. recovery and that, stop. Yeah, that My God. That is save. save of the season, without mm, a shadow mm-hmm. of a doubt. I mean, he literally flung himself over the line like Superman. For me, it's the way <laughs> it was incredible. he shifts his body before he does it. It's like he's underwater, just like mm. flips around and then just off he goes. And yeah. then takes one in the face as well oh, from Rudiger that's <laughs> <laughs> so unwelcome brilliant just full force in his face I know I've said this about Wayne Rooney before but Pickford fits the bill as well he's like a Viz character you know what I mean even when he's having an amazing game it's hilarious <laughs> there's just something about it that's just proper like just roguish I love it well you know what as well is um, he deserves so much credit because He's one of those players that is always under so much criticism. And, and you're going to get that when you're England's number one, right? Mm. But, I mean, when he needed to, he had the game of his life against Chelsea because they had chances. I mean, they when you look at that incredible save, the one we're talking about, the double save, it, it, was, it was something else. And that could potentially be what keeps them in the Premier League, which Massively. when you put it like that, it doesn't get any bigger. No, it no, doesn't. Huge. It was it was an and and again quite an iconic moment as well. That's it. That's going to be on the season highlight reel if they don't go down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, true. Um, what what did you make of um the rumours from the night before about the fireworks outside Chelsea's <laughs> hotel? I never know what to think when Proper it comes old to things school, like yeah. this. pots and pans and. Can and, I just yeah. say one thing I don't understand is that fireworks are quite loud for quite a large. Like area, mm, so yeah. surely the Everton players aren't that far away either. Wouldn't not have woken them up. <laughs> like, surely nah. they live at home, no? don't they? Yeah, they're probably in their houses, aren't they? Yeah. Have they known one of them doesn't live near that hotel? That was a very probably good point. Yeah, I, I don't know how you're allowed to set off fireworks in the city centre. No, and yeah. not get in trouble. But yeah. they need decoy buses. Some some teams have decoy buses, don't they? <laughs> but they hotels, take to another decoy, hotel. Yeah. So, although you're a bit annoyed if you're staying in the decoy hotel, right? <laughs> Yeah. There's no good solution to With this. With a load of karma cutouts of Richarlison. <laughs> Sorry, not Richarlison, the Chelsea team. <laughs> Against his former club as well, Frank Lampard. Yeah. And obviously there's there's always, I think leading into the game, people were sort of looking at that as a narrative. But really, I mean, the, the game was bigger than, than mm. anything to do with Frank Lampard and his former allegiances to Chelsea. But his comments after the game, he said, I have so much respect for Chelsea and the fans, so I hope they understand me getting excited with the win. (laughs) We really needed it today, more than they did. I have to be honest, for me, it was all about Everton today. Three points, critical to us, when you see what it means to our fans' lives. To our fans' lives. Lives. He's just... just, And that dog. Understandably, he's still (laughs) trying to ingratiate himself, isn't he? But I think he's just, you know, he's, he's... Rubbing it, uh, rubbing it on a bit thick. Is he putting rubbing it on, it a, bit on a bit rubbing thick? It's like, yeah. <laughs> rubbing it on a bit thick. <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably like, win was important today, but I think we also need to remember the legacy the Beatles left. Um, 
It's all about Liverpool today. All, all about Everton today. All about Merseyside. Ah. <laughs> well, they got the three points that they needed. Um, it doesn't mean they're out of the relegation zone yet, though, but no. they do have a game in hand. They're now two points behind Leeds, who we will come on to. Um, but Burnley got another victory. And we'll, we'll, men- we'll come on to them in a minute because... I mean, the resurgence they've had under Mike Jackson has been quite incredible. Mm. And and everything in that bottom three is kind of shaping up a little bit more after this weekend's results. But before we move on from Chelsea, just to touch on their ongoing ownership change, we haven't haven't mentioned it for a while. um, And the reports we're hearing now is that the consortium that's fronted by Todd Bowley, who's part owner of the LA Dodgers baseball team in America, they're apparently now the preferred bidders, Jim. Mm. I mean, this just needs to be done quickly, doesn't it? So that Chelsea can start moving on. Essentially, yeah. Um, I, I think there seems to be a bit of like bit of jitters, like the idea that this this won't get done before the deadline, and it's all going to go back to like the worst case scenario. But I think that, mm. don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the, I know there's been another bid considered, but this one looks like again the preferred bid, and it seems to tick all the boxes because, as well, the with their other sports teams, they they're in it to win. They're in it to win things rather than just you know sit on it and, and make money as, as a lot of owners are. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens because Chelsea are never going to be skint, are they? Um, but it's probably going to be a bit different from how it's been under Abramovich. Oh, they'll have to make money. Yeah, <laughs> but the, well, the thing is now they do, don't they? They're in a position where they are a really, really strong brand globally because they've 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 been so successful for such a long time. And mm. we've seen with with Man United that keeps the money coming in and it allows you to spend big regularly. So mm. it might be a little bit different from how it's been and maybe a little bit less lavish. But I think they this bid looks like the one that's best placed to sort of keep them. Mm. To keep business as usual, yeah, and 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 good God, this must be the most difficult acquisition in 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 world football ever because you can't use certain uh, money streams. Mm-hmm. Um, the Premier League have to be so much more circumspect than they've ever had to be before, yeah. uh, and they should be uh, at any stage in in, in history. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be really difficult. But I mean, fundamentally, they they've made a lot of money. Is the Dodgers they own, I can't yeah, guess, Dodgers, which uh, team they own. Um, but they made a lot of money negotiating their own rights. Does that mean they'll be all two foot into whatever Super League kind of uh, idea yeah. comes along uh, to negotiate their own bits and bobs? It's it's going to be, like you said, interesting to see how, how this all pans out. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Um, I mean, on the pitch for Chelsea, they've they've just not quite been themselves, I think, lately. No. Um, and yeah, I think for, for everyone involved, they probably just want that deal to be done so they can start moving on. But it does look as though third probably is still theirs um mm. potentially arsenal could catch them um but but we'll see i think that um champions league football for them next season is is all but secured um but for everton i mean they still thoroughly deserve the win despite the fact that chelsea weren't at their best they fought mm, for yeah. every single one of those points um so everton now with a bit of a chance to stay up after the weekend's result but it is now confirmed as we kind of expected it's been coming for weeks hasn't it Norwich officially relegated Dean Smith's side relegated at his former club Aston Villa I mean it's not what he wanted I mean he he probably went into that Norwich job thinking this is going to be a tough task and you know if it if it's going to happen probably will be relegated let's not make it happen at Villa Park and that's where it I mean he supports Villa as well doesn't he it's It's like it's it's cruel sometimes Mm. it really is that was a 2-0 defeat on Saturday they did also need Burnley to win their game in order for the relegation to be confirmed and actually right up until quite late in Burnley's match against Watford they weren't winning they went Mm. 1-0 down and and 
actually Watford played that first half quite well and I was quite worried for Burnley. I thought, oh my God, is the Mike, Mike uh, Jackson resurgence kind of coming to an end? They've had their three games. I got seven points from those three games. Now what? Mm. And then they just came back into it second half and they were... Mm. Again, absolutely brilliant, beating Watford two-one. That's the the manner of that is. I know it's Watford, and Watford are you know are, have been pretty dire this season. But the manner of them coming from behind, especially to an own goal, where you, it might be very easy to think, oh god, like everything's going against us. Is that is what would worry me as a as a Leeds or Everton fan? Burnley mm. seem to just be very very confident and and assured in their performances. I mean, I, I watched the. Watching the Arsenal game at the weekend, I was so tense. I think mm-hmm. being a player in those games, certainly when you're down there, you would imagine some of them just freeze a little bit. I think that's probably what's happening with, with Watford and Norwich. The nerves, the nerves get to you. But with you see with Burnley, they're they're cannier than that. They've been here before. They seem comfortable within this situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that is gonna that's gonna be really telling for the end of the season. Yeah, and and I, I think um, it, and I think the Burnley fans have got a lot to. Um a lot of agency in this particular situation because I mean I know they were playing away and stuff but that the the the, the everyone was just upside down when <laughs> when when the final goal went in uh, in in the Watford Burnley match and the celebration from Brownhill just really does tell the fans that are just not giving up on this mm-hmm. he's a, he's a player who obviously started his Burnley career under lockdown conditions and he does not take the uh, the, the the supporters for granted it was such a fun fun uh, yeah. period of uh, playing that match I have a friend uh, his name is Jay Foreman who's a musical comic and mm. he used to have a, a, a song called Where Do You Get Your Food From Grandma which is all about like the weird <laughs> branded food that only nans have and I feel right. like that about Burnley players like what's a jo- where'd you get a Josh Brownhill from? so many of these men that they keep finding and they keep, and they just they just do it they just deliver in the mm. Premier League yeah it's quite amazing isn't it I mean when Sean Dyche was sacked it seemed it did seem like a crazy decision at the time because most people would have thought that if Burnley had any chance of surviving one of those reasons was the manager because uh-huh. he's been there and done it been at the club for nearly 10 years and you know, they've they've survived several times before and they've got the know-how. So mm. a lot of people thought, oh God, what are they doing? I'm sure that teams like Watford and um, Leeds and Everton were, were probably quite happy to see that that had happened because they were like, oh, well, we've actually got a chance now. Mm. But I mean, the resurgence under Mike Jackson has been incredible. 10 points out of a possible 12 since Sean Dyche was was sacked, I mean, don't stop till you get enough, I suppose. <laughs> there we go. There it is. <laughs> I think what the board have done is they've gone, all right, well, we're good at getting out of this situation. If we combine that with the new manager bounce, then yes. that'll see us safe. <laughs> yeah. It's quite amazing, though. And I think it's, um, it's definitely a freedom thing, isn't it? The players just seem happier mm-hmm. I mean well also tactically I think they're getting more players in the box they're just they're well they're scoring more goals all the, the, the all the ingredients you need Pete I think the rot sent in set in when he uh, when the ex-manager walked out on a frozen um, snowy day <laughs> with a with just his shirt on pathetic <laughs> Even, like, um, this guy's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> Right at the start of the game, don't know if any of you saw Roy the boy with his sunnies on. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like unwelcome. An absolute geezer. Is this going to be like his Wally with the brolly? Is this going to be his? He shouldn't have turned up. He just shouldn't have done it. I, oh, I know yeah, they're not. useful. I've recently lost my glasses, so I'm currently just wearing prescription sunglasses for most <laughs> of the day. Um, so it is difficult, but yeah, I I, I think that might he is. Uh, I don't think Watford fans particularly enjoyed that moment because it looked like he was chilled out. What are you trying to say? Can old men not wear glasses? Yeah, I mean, you, surely the sun gets in old men's eyes as well, right? <laughs> Surprised we don't see it more often. <laughs> Apparently he wasn't feeling very well because he didn't do the press conference on Friday. Oh, so maybe right. he was hiding some, like, tired eyes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Roy. <laughs> Roy's oh, tired eyes. Him. 
Never mind. Oh, bless him. Um, so there you go. I mean, it's it's pretty much all but down for, for Watford now. They're on 22 points, which is 10 points behind Everton, who are just above them, 12 points from safety. Yeah. Um, and, and their goal difference is so bad that it's it's very, very unlikely now that they can do anything. Um, Watford play Everton next Wednesday. I mean, that's going to be a huge game. That's massive, isn't mm. it? Absolutely massive. That's Everton's chance to really um, you know, make that game in hand count, I suppose. Mm, exactly. <sighs> Maybe one of these sides could take inspiration from Coventry United women, where Molly Green, I don't know if you saw this, absolute banger of a free kick. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It was incredible. It's in the 97th minute to beat Watford and stay in the division. They re- Just to explain a bit of backstory behind this, um, Coventry United received a 10-point deduction in January. They were bottom of the table on minus four points, 10 points behind Watford, and they had to win yesterday in order to survive and confirm Watford's relegation. And they win the game mm. in the 97th minute with a free <laughs> kick from basically 100 miles out. It's Amazing. Unbelievable. Absolutely. It was almost kind of like, if you hit that from that distance and it doesn't go in, you're like, you, you've let the same... Yeah, because yeah. you're just like, well, you should have put that into the box and given the, 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 the forward players a chance. It was wonderful. That is one way to survive, eh? Um, <laughs> and the girls will talk more about that on Upfront, our women's football show, which will be out tomorrow on Football Ramble Presents. So, Make sure you check that out. Did you um, see the um, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, how are the lasses? Uh, they played at St. James's Park for the first time. I oh, I saw Andy Brassel tweet that. I yeah. did wonder what he was on about. It was nice. I mean, I, I, you know, there's two ways of looking at it. As with everything uh, at Newcastle United at the moment, they're probably a, you'd probably say they're a bit of a pawn in the sports washing game. But um, and it's and it's stark that where where um, women's rights are in, in certain parts of the world compared to to, to here. Um, but uh, it was lovely to see them play for the play at St. James's Park for the first time and. A, a full crowd, uh, you know, to, to, to the levels that um, that league is expecting and hopefully they can climb out of it. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, now, just a quick note to end on um, before we talk about uh, the title race after a break. Um, just some news from the weekend. Mino Raiola, the football agent who obviously his clients include Paul Pogba, Erling Haaland and Ibrahimovic, unfortunately passed away aged 54. This mm. news um, came out on Saturday. Um, it was a bit of a strange one, really, because there were false reports on Thursday last week that he'd actually passed away. Mm. Mm. Um, and he took to social media. He's quite a big character, isn't he? So this was this was very characteristic of him. Uh, yep. He took to social media on Thursday saying, current health status for the ones wondering pissed off second time in four months that they've killed me seem also able to resuscitate um but then unfortunately then the sad news a couple of days later that that he had passed um it was a short illness that he had and obviously didn't manage to make it through yeah. I, mean, I mean incredible like nobody choose would choose to go uh at that such an early stage and, and it's horrific that that happened but good god he went out swinging didn't he, he fuck did. me like, and, yeah. and, and he broke his own obit there and i never and i never kind of understood the enemy of football bollocks he's an, he's a football agent if a football agent is in football uh, like he's allowed to operate like a bloody agent I, I've had two or three agents in my time and I had one <laughs> attack dog and two absolute bluffers and I know which one my bank account enjoyed so <laughs> so, so good on him and uh, yeah he's, he's, he was the most famous agent for a reason he was fucking good at his he job was. yeah absolutely okay we'll take a break when we come back we'll focus on the title race and the chase for the top four When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. De Bruyne has the short option. He does have a splendid set of cards. I've got to admit, though, uh, Jack Grealish down below in front of us. <laughs> yeah. Salivating. They are good carbs. They good are. Carbs. Sensational carbs. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Football Ramble. It's Jules, Jim and Pete with you this Monday. Um, let's see how we got on in Betway's 4 to score. Remember, entry to Betway's 4 to score is free each week. Uh, week <laughs> each week each John Wick, John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> each week pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand jackpot and make sure your selections are submitted before the first match and terms and conditions apply the first game was Everton against Chelsea and Andy picked Kai Havertz but of course there was only one goal in the game and it was scored by Richarlison uh, the second match was Spurs Leicester Jim you picked Son it was Kane. It was and then Kane. Son scored twice. I know. You got it the wrong way around. Um, West Ham Arsenal was our third match. Kate picked Bakayo Saka. But believe it or not, Rob Holding with Stepping his up. first ever Premier League goal. What about that? Um, then Man United Brentford is the fourth match. Um, Marcus has picked Ivan Tony. The match is tonight. So we'll see how we get on with that one. But so mm. far, zero correct. Um, we'll be back with another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday. But for now, it's time for this. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Had a lot of people getting in touch um, on Twitter tagging us in one of the most ridiculous goals we've ever seen. And I don't think that's even hyperbole. Uh, Dion Charles scoring for Bolton with a 40-yard slide tackle. It is ridiculous. It, and it, it really is. He's, the man scores with a tackle. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, ha- you have to dig this out. He, he said after <laughs> the game, it was a challenge and it was there to be won. I went in quite strong and the ball has just come off me and gone in the back of the net. Like, it, I, didn't he, the Twitter he tackled say that, it into the goal. Didn't the Twitter say that it was like the best goal ever? Oh, oh no, the commentator said, what a goal of Oh, the, So the commentator the said something like, well, I mean, that should be a contender for goal of the season. <laughs> and then he goes, 
I know that's already been awarded, but it should be a contender. Yeah, <laughs> but it's silly to like, silly to do it before the end of the yeah, season, right? right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's such a it's it's almost a goal you can't describe. You just have to watch it. Yeah, it's so. It was weird. not goal of the season. <laughs> it was a goal. It's one of those things where if you play football for hundreds of years, all over the all over the world, mm. it's going to be sort of mathematically certain that this sort of thing happens. Yes. But it might only ever happen once in mm. human history. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if you tried to do it, it would never work. Not a chance. Never. I always think that when, like, sometimes things happen, you know, when you're just doing mundane tasks, and you're like, how has that happened? If I tried to do that, that would never happen. So, like, I was walking through, uh, walking around my house this morning, and the side of my belt hoop got mm. caught on the door handle, and oh, I, like... Jules, that, like, that happens like every week for no, me, honestly. It's like, it's like really, yeah. So I was thinking, if I tried to do that, that wouldn't happen. But yet now, when I'm in a rush, Charlie, social media I mean, video. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the thought you trying to do that at home. <laughs> Pablo, what? Do I need to call someone? <laughs> Anyways, that's what sort of goal that was. Mm, yeah. If massively. you tried to do it, it would never come off. But <laughs> once in a lifetime, eh? We had a quick email from Jack as well, pointing out that uh, after your deadly serious pre- preview of Alan Pardew's latest task at uh, Sophia I'm uh, sure you'll be delighted to hear that his new side lost 5-0 <laughs> to the Ligarets in his first game in full-time charge maybe the dance won't be seen for a little while yet yeah, yeah. weird situation oh, why is he in charge you, know, all of that? you can't keep a good man down mm. though that is irrelevant to Alan Pardew <laughs> wasn't there there was like a headline in the papers and it said something like English man takes over club <laughs> I did sure it right it's really sort of generic was, yeah. like... just gonna, they're calling him like a superhero <laughs> English, man, English yeah. man he'd probably like that to be honest he would. <laughs> um, right keep getting in touch with us guys we love hearing from you uh, show mm. at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble and by the way Wednesday we will be back with another round of pep talks. So any dilemmas or problems you have, we love helping you out. Um, right, let's get back to the weekend's football. Um, title race. I thought these two matches this weekend for Liverpool and for Manchester City were potential banana skins, just because mm-hmm. they're both away from home. St. James's Park is absolutely rocking at the moment. And Leeds had a mini resurgence, mini resurgence under Jesse Marsh, five unbeaten games. And obviously we know what the Ellen Road crowd can be like, but basically we're back to where we were. So yeah. it's not that interesting, but it's it's exciting. I just don't think anyone's going to drop points. They're probably in it now, Leeds, aren't they? I thought for a while that they were probably safe. And so it was did probably I. All right, but they, they've really been sucked in. And, mm. you know, playing City's not ideal, is it? And not a proper test of where you are. But they've got a tough run in as well. And I've, as well, I know like City rested players, but... Sterling, Grealish, and Gundogan were the players that came in. It's like it's just—it's <laughs> a joke. It's just it's ridiculous. It's not, it doesn't matter if they're no. resting players. It's not an advantage to you, is it? No. And on the on the Liverpool side, I thought Liverpool were set to drop points. They 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 looked very ordinary mm. and very disjointed. And I know, obviously, again, they bring on more Salah with yeah. twenty minutes to go or whatever. But it was you know two informed teams in twenty twenty two, and uh, I think. Liverpool almost bottled it, and Newcastle did bottle it. For my, in you my think? Opinion. You think? Yeah, they, I, th- I think Newcastle could have I think Newcastle could have gone. Uh, no, I think they could have taken points. I, I really do. They were excellent. I mean, yeah, uh, that is a Newcastle have got this weird thing about them at the moment, where they're kind of, you know, they're still a bit of an unknown quantity, right? Because they're so different now since January. Mm. But like, they're doing, they're weaponizing that really, really well. Mm. People don't really know how to figure them out, and that, you know, you've only kind of that only worked for so long. But they're really organized. They've got the wind in their sails, and mm. that kind of kind of unknown quantity seems to be working really well. Yeah. It's a bit of an aura. They're playing with so much freedom, I think, and that's the difference. And they they just look like such a better team, like an actual team. Now, mm. I think the missing piece for Newcastle is just a little bit of extra quality because some of the, you know, the opportunities that they had were just marginally offside and that's mm. that's mm. the difference. I mean, it could be that 
Liverpool just defended so well that it's hard to kind of stay on side in those moments. Mm. But you look at Almiron's opportunity, Chris Wood's opportunity. I think Alan St. Maximum had one as well. Mm. And, you know, they were, they they have their chances. It's just, just, just decision making in the final bit, third. Yeah, isn't it, tiny really? bit of extra quality in yeah. the final third. But um, I agree with you, Peter. I think they could have taken points. I, th- I think there's a lot of Newcastle fans getting very upset about um, certain people in, in the media um, mentioning the obvious. And, 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 I, and I think you should mention the obvious every single bloody time. Um, but they're, they're also getting very upset about. Um, how uh, people are sort of characterising this side as being the side that got improved by nearly 100 million um, spend in in, in, in at Christmas uh, in January, uh, and look, Newcastle United have needed 100 million pounds <laughs> for about five seasons, yeah. uh, and so I'm not going to go. That, that, I'm not going to say that Newcastle United didn't didn't need that, but the transformation in the players who are are already there, uh, you know, your players like uh, Joe Linton and, 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 and the defensive shape is just so different. It's night and day. Yeah. And that didn't come from the 1 million, uh, 100 million. This did come from uh, Eddie Howe and, and him just being a, this kind of all-encompassing like manager who, just, mm. who does 12-hour days and there's a piece in The Athletic about and, how, and how he works for free, doesn't he? So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly, you're right. But, um, but it, yeah, but he won't be on the money that the, you know, the big manager is on you, you would imagine. But it, yeah, yeah, it's 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 been astonishing the change around, and uh, yeah, well, it's yeah. a combination, isn't it? It's a combination yes, of having yeah. the money and the the right manager to be able mm-hmm. to, to Bruno, put Bruno, it all together. Bruno Gimraish is fucking he unreal. He's so good. <laughs> He's that good. I brought him into my fantasy team, and what did he do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> of course he did. Um, but yeah, Liverpool. So they beat Newcastle one nil. Manchester City beat Leeds. 4 0. Um, just to just to touch on some of um, Pep Guardiola's comments from the weekend because. I mean, we know that he can come out with some odd things sometimes, mm. but after Jurgen Klopp's contract renewal, so he's now staying at Liverpool until 2026. Um, Pep Guardiola was asked about this, you know, what does it mean for you? What does it mean for your future at City? And he, this was his comments. He said, how many times have we discussed what's happened to us? And I've said, I don't want to talk about that. If I'm not satisfied, I go home and don't be manager of Man City. I go to another league in the Maldives and play one game a week and I'm so comfortable under the coconuts. But it's not the case. You are playing at 12.30. I'm sorry, Liverpool, but I'm not involved with that. Because Jurgen Klopp was making some comments, as he does, about the quick turnaround from Wednesday's Champions League game into the lunchtime game on mm-hmm. Saturday. Can I first point out that falling coconuts kill 150 people? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that an actual stat? Yeah, it's 140 more than sharks, if you're wondering. Didn't so one of the rolling coconuts st- are actually really dangerous. Yeah, I would not. Did not say, didn't um, one of the Rolling Stones climb up a coconut tree and break his back or something, falling that off it? Sounds no very way. possible, knocking, doesn't yeah. it? Mm. Um, I love that he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Here are my thoughts in the form of free verse. <laughs> like, there's some other stuff he said as well. Was like because it, it, Pep's point about this is always that like there's no point complaining about it because they never change anything, which yeah. is which is you know and in very in very stark contrast to, to how Klopp approaches it. And he, he also said, of course I understand it, but what can I say? We're not going to solve the problem. I've said many times. So Alex Ferguson was the most important icon in the history of English football, and he was complaining when he was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, Pep. Never change. <laughs> oh, love Pep. Uh, massive game for them as well this week. Whoa! Against Real Madrid Huge. on yeah. Wednesday night. Um, the guys will obviously preview that before, um, but a massive game for them coming up. Um, just to touch on Leeds, because you, you mentioned them being dragged right into it, Jim. Yes. Uh, that 4-0 defeat against Manchester City, as you say, really not what they want. And, and neither was that injury to Stuart Dallas. This mm. is now going to rule him out. Um, until well for quite a while now at least to the end of the season for sure Um, he's broken his leg um, and he was stretched off it just looked horrible and he's played Mm. every single game 
started every single game this season under Bielsa and under Jesse Marsh. That's a massive loss for them. Yeah, mm. I, I believe they've also lost Liam Cooper again. And I don't think it's necessarily long term. Um, but but again, they they need everyone fit, and they've been, they have been hugely unlucky with injuries. They've been saying it all season, but it's I think more than anyone, they've really really been hampered by it, and that is just awful to see that happen to Stuart Dallas because he's such a sort of warrior for them. And and at that age as well, thirty one, you sort mm. of you sort of worry about the future with him. Yeah. Such a um, extensive break, especially when you go under the knife almost immediately. It's uh, so hopefully you'll be back on back on the trainer field soon. Yeah, two points clear leads are of Everton, who have a game in hand on them. Everton do so. Oh, it's it is looking worrying. Um, Jesse Marsh said it was like squeaky bum time. He said it. He said it's been like squeaky bum time ever since he arrived at Leeds. Squeaky and I, bum time. It's literally. Yeah. It sounds so funny hearing that in an American <laughs> accent because we're so used to hearing Fergie yeah. say it, aren't yeah. we? And squeaky butt time would sound yeah, worse. It would. Yeah, yeah, it sounds. It? So, yeah. I yeah. love. I do love Jesse Marsh though. He has this like incredible infinite optimism around mm. him like ever since he's arrived and that just doesn't seem to fade even when they lose 4-0 yeah even when bums have been squeaked <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, and Newcastle Pete well they could have a say in pretty much everything this mm. season couldn't they they could decide the Premier League title they play City Arsenal and Burnley so they could have a say in relegation top four yeah it's Ooh. worrying absolute puppet masters. Might be a step this is what you wanted all along. You've laughed at us for too long. <laughs> <laughs> and what about Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa? They actually play Man City on the final on the day of day. the season. Mm. So Stevie G could actually win the Premier League title, yeah. finally. <laughs> Villa will have nothing to play for and they will get absolutely pasted. That's my, uh, <laughs> well, that's my I, prediction on that. I like the idea of it, though. Um Let's talk about Arsenal, Jim. They beat West Ham 2-1 and they go back above Spurs who beat Leicester 3-1 earlier in the day on Sunday. And what a time for your two centre-halves to score crucial goals. That is how much Arsenal are just like eking (laughs) everything out at the moment. Like it's the, you know, the squad is quite thin. Um, Party and Tierney are two like absolute like nailed on starters missing. So Mm -hmm. our centre-backs are having to to, to score the goals at this point. So it's... um, yeah, it wasn't an amazing performance. The game against Man United was quite chaotic as well, but obviously the the points keep getting onto the board, so it's really, really tense now. Like I think it's I think it's just gonna between Arsenal and Spurs, it's gonna keep changing until the last day. I, just, it, I can't remember it being as as tense as this, but mm. the fact that we're even talking about Arsenal still being sat in fourth at this point in the season I'm, is is amazing to me. We're so far ahead of where I expected us to be, so mm. it's 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 great. Do you think you'll win at Spurs under the lights in the North London derby? I can see that game being a draw because quite often when things aren't that useful to both teams, that's when they draw. (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see. I I think that game's going to be really, really tough. Spurs are so good at home and their their crowd really, really get behind them. And I I can definitely... I can see that that one going anyway. To be honest, are you going to be sat in the Spurs end with our ramble? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Taking a craft <laughs> um, Look, it was Rob Holding with his first ever Premier League goal to get the opener for Arsenal. Um, Aaron Ramsdale joined him for the post-match interview, and he actually said it's only taken six years and a new hairline to score his first Premier League goal. <laughs> honestly, That's harsh. Honestly, I think that is the. I've been watching football for a very, very, very long time, and I think. That was the most honest <laughs> reaction to something in a football post match because they're just filled with like the usual kind of nonsense post matches, just the same old platitudes over and over again. Him going, "Come on, mate," was the most 
exquisitely honest <laughs> bit of post match. It was so good. He was like, he was so disappointed, embarrassed, and and yeah. men have a real kind of like egotistical kind of like they they, they take hair very seriously. Yeah, it's, I think. It's and when huge, you lose, it's, huge a, it's thing a massive thing, isn't it? Um, and he re- it really got him oh, in you. a very public forum <laughs> to the core. And I was like, I've never seen anything like that in a post match. Jim, just I, I want to clip that comment. Hair is a huge thing for people. <laughs> it's a huge thing. It is, isn't it? it I, is. I, I know people it's have lost personal, their hair. It's personal, isn't it? It's people get really, very uh... really difficult thing for them. So yeah. it's all the same. I agree with Pete. It's brilliant. Ramsdale's really in- entertaining in interviews, isn't he? Because yeah. he's yeah. also like he's refreshingly honest and kind of like very upfront, isn't he? I think very like, confident. Yeah, isn't he? Just mm. I think um, whoever was asking the questions asked him. Uh, you know, like obviously, you would have known that Spurs won. Um, so did that make it all the more important that you won this game? And he's like, oh, I actually didn't know they won. And like Rob was, Rob Holding was like, yeah, yeah you did. And he, was, <laughs> and, and he was like, no, I didn't. I came out to warm up earlier than you lot. So like he actually didn't know oh, that right. Spurs won apparently, and uh, I believed his honesty there. Whereas <laughs> Rob Holding was like, "Oh yeah, we knew Spurs won." I like this emerging double act. Yeah, Ramsdale and Holding. I know. I'm here for more. They even of that. sound like a musical kind yeah. of. Yeah, Ramsdale and Holding. <laughs> yeah. Um, West Ham rested a few players for the game, Jim. Mm, I'm sure did. you were. Thank pl- you. Yeah, I'm sure you were pleased about that. No, no Socek, no Antonio. Um, obviously defensively they didn't have Craig Dawson either because he was suspended. But all eyes for them are on Thursday night. Yeah. And so, I mean, I was actually surprised at how strong David Moyes went yeah, for I this was, Arsenal like, game. I saw the lineup. I, like, oh, no. I, I genuinely <laughs> thought he would play a, a pretty much a back four of youngsters because defensively, West Ham is so thin on the ground at the moment. Having yeah. Zuma back on Thursday night for Frankfurt was a complete surprise. No mm. one expected him to return. Mm. And then to see Diop on the bench as well against Arsenal, they seem to be getting some of their players back at what could be an absolutely crucial time. I mean, they're four days away now from the biggest match in the club's yeah. recent history. For them to get to Europa League final would be sensational. It would, but I think they've got to, they've got to have an eye on what happens if they don't go through, yeah. which is very possible given that they're 2-1 down from the first leg and it's going to be it's going to be hard to go to Frankfurt and get something, I think, because Did, they're currently they're... sat in seventh, right? Mm. And after the season they've had, if they if they drop out of the European European places altogether or finish in the Conference League, that will be disappointing. Mm-hmm. So I think they had to put a strong lineup out and try and try and. Do you win know? I think they're games. just trying to play their way back into a little bit of form. Yeah. And just sort of gone. Well, if we keep these players on the bench, fine, right? They'll they'll be a bit fresher for Frankfurt. But to be honest, they they need to play themselves back in form because they looked so ordinary. They, they were getting played right through in that Frankfurt match. Mind you, that basketball kick at the end. I'm sort of thinking. Yeah. About. And oh they hit God. the woodwork three times. Yeah. I think. You know, yeah. But yeah. 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 But but they, they they did just watch the Frankfurt team just kind of like side through them. They were just so good going forward, Frankfurt. Mm. I think they took everyone by surprise. It's going to be a tough game on Thursday. I am so excited because yeah. I'm going to be there Yay. with the Cole brothers. Um, <laughs> we are another double act. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, you know what? Um, obviously, because I've followed West Ham right the way through their European adventure this season, I'm really rooting for them. Mm, and I think too. I think my side, Brighton, have, have done them a bit of a favour in terms of European places in the Premier yes. League by beating Wolves. Because, yeah, Wolves uh, booed off. Yeah, I know, <laughs> which now means that Wolves are still three points behind West Ham. Um, so West Ham still occupy that seventh place, which would be a Conference League spot. I mean, that's not where they want to be playing, but they'll still take any kind of yes. European football yeah. next season. They've enjoyed the adventure. If far. they don't get to the final and go on and win it. I still think they can. Yeah, I still think too. they can. Um, right, talking of European football, 
Real Madrid have won their 35th La Liga title. They beat Espanyol 4-0 despite <laughs> resting loads of players ahead of the semi-final clash in the Champions League with Man City on Wednesday. Um, Carlo Ancelotti, what a manager, what an achievement. Not only has he won La Liga, but he has now become the first ever manager in history to win each of Europe's top five leagues. That is... I mean... What the hell? That might like, never be done again. Hell? That is insane. I just, I just like the fact that this match, Ancelotti just brought on Benzema for half an hour for a laugh. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're all decosting. Bring him on, scores. Lovely old job. And then just smokes a massive stogie on the- <laughs> yeah, What a photo that is, by the way. Carlo Ancelotti, shades on, doing a Roy Hodgson, but with a massive fat old cigar in his mouth with some of the players. It's, it's wed- weddings and winning the league. That's what cigar- cigars yeah. are for, isn't it? It's so, absolutely amazing. Amazing, proper bad man vibes. Um, Gareth Bell wasn't there though. No, no. Get a back spasm. Back spasm. I do like that. There's still even in modern football. Oh, still I locked myself like, out. I've, <laughs> I lost my keys. I can't <laughs> come. I don't know my pass. Don't get my keys. There's still like a little bit of player power in kind of like going. No, I am actually injured. <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying he was injured here, but like yeah. there is a sort of there's always a bit of a doubt. going, he doesn't want to play for us anymore because he. Because you could just say, oh, yeah, I'm not going to play. Can't just, bother. Did you blame him? Did no, you really blame I could, him? no, I really couldn't. Bring the boy home. Bring the boy just home. come back. Like you did last you. time, but better, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have learnt their lesson, though. Do you remember um, when they dropped the trophy, Real Madrid, uh, the Copa del Rey trophy in 2011? Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos, dropped yeah. it. Um, well, they've learnt their lesson this time because they strapped the trophy down on the bus parade. Oh, no dropping that. Like mittens. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Luka Modric also asked the bus driver if he could have a little go and drive the bus why would, you, why why would, would you drive well, the bus Gazza did it that time didn't he crashed it yeah he crashed a bus yeah. <laughs> I do love these celebrations whenever someone wins the title it's great yeah mm. you always see something a bit odd <laughs> like Luka Modric driving a bus a mm. big beer somebody pouring a big yeah, massive but... flag and a beer over someone else's <laughs> head but like they do in Germany yeah fantastic that's oh, the stuff please. but you, if you if Actually, I'm going to celebrate what? England's quite lame isn't it compared to most of Europe when it comes to these celebrations. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've I think we've got some we've got to step our game up. Yeah. What make them just eat a big twelve inch subway. <laughs> Something there you like go. That. Who do you think would have better celebrations, Man City or Liverpool? Liverpool, I think. Yeah. It's also asinine and yeah, it's, all it's very robotic. Kind of, all very sort of robotic and kind of uh, Well when they won the title a couple of years ago, they obviously didn't have any fans because mm. of COVID. So yeah. well, exactly, yeah. it would be a it would be a double celebration if they were to win the title. Special edition NFTs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, right tonight more football Man United play Brentford Man United still attempting some kind of <laughs> something, something. Still I'm, I'm game. not really sure what um, <laughs> but they're going to play and it's their final home match of the season um, so final home game for Ralph Rangnick final home game for probably half the squad um, when's the parade starting Come on. <laughs> well actually you say that they're actually going to apparently do a, a lap of honour around the pitch astonishing still mm. Astonishing! What's an astonishing situation? Well, you know, they, most teams be do clapped? that, though, don't they? The, the last game of the season. Yeah. Producer but... Finn, producer Finn's friend, <laughs> producer Finn's friend, uh, spotted a... spotted Harry Maguire in a Sheffield eatery. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, also with we, an entourage. We learned recently entourage. that his brother is called Lawrence Maguire, didn't we? Um, oh, did... he, he's a footballer oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Which... plays for Chesterfield, is yeah. it? So that's Larry Maguire. Oh my Larry God. Maguire, yeah. like the Tom Cruise film. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um, if United win and they win all the rest of their matches, mm. 
they'll equal their lowest ever points tally in the Premier League. Wow. Come on. Well done, everyone. That's what you like to see. This is what it's all about. <laughs> hope they don't. It's funny. Uh, right. That's all from us today. Um, thanks for listening to the Football mm. Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. What are you doing for the rest of the day? Um, I am I have a meeting with my friend Larry, not Larry McGuire. Not Larry McGuire. Yeah. Another Larry. I love Larry. Many Larrys. Yeah. No, you don't, do you? Yeah. I'm heading down the forge to make a sword. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we'll see you next time. <laughs> The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.